What's going on, my friends? Welcome back to this week's episode of the podcast. Super excited. Very, very big week for this podcast. We have our first ever guest. Um, long-awaited moment, but um, actually came a little sooner than I thought, Colin. But, you know, big boy Roger Stona, big thrower for the Clemson men's track and field team. One of Colin's great teammates. Uh, Colin, what you thinking? Honestly, I'm just super excited to have our first guest on the podcast. We couldn't have started it off on a better note. Roger Stona out of Jamaica, really great guy. And world-class thrower at that you know he was an olympic hopeful last year the olympics got olympics got postponed an olympic hopeful this year and honestly in the past two hours the olympics have become another toss-up because japan apparently is trying to back out of it but we won't talk about that yet until more develops but roger stona Really humble, really nice guy out of Jamaica, super competitive, great teammate. And honestly, I'm just super glad to have him on the pod and super glad to welcome him to what we're going, what we have going for us. And, you know, hopefully can he can add and build to it, you know? Yeah, no, I, I think the best part about that interview, Colin, is that was kind of my first time ever meeting Roger. Obviously, you knew him, but he's just such a humble guy. Like, I don't want to talk too much about it, but we'll, we'll talk more after. We throw it to the interview here, but he's so humble. His answers were just so – they were just so quality and, and nice to listen to for a guy who's who is that good at what he does. So, Yeah, yeah you are you are right. You know, just – he's such a great teammate. I'm a walk-on as a junior, you know, and he's a world-class coming in as a, as a freshman two years ago. We're the same age, same level, and he's still just – he doesn't have that, oh, I'm a world-class, I'm way better than you mentality. Just really nice guy. And, you know, now I'd like to take the opportunity to just throw it to that interview. We're going to talk to him for a couple minutes, and then we'll, we'll come right back to to the Illegal Contact podcast, talk to you about some, some crazy events that have been happening in the world of uh, sports and some Clemson news as well, Clemson basketball, Clemson men's soccer. MLS drafts, all to- all types of fun stuff. Yes, sir. As Colin said, uh, we hope you all uh, enjoy this interview. Um, first ever once, it cut us a little bit of slack. We're, we're trying to iron out some things, but Roger, he was a great sport about and, and, and really fun, fun to talk to. So, so, so without further ado, here is Roger Stona. Welcome into the podcast, Roger. We're happy to have you on as our first guest on the podcast. Hopefully, uh, it'll lead to a couple, many more. Um, but today we've got Roger Stone on the podcast, uh, Clemson track and field athlete, discus thrower, throwing a little shot right now while we're in the indoor season, world-class athlete, good teammate, all-around all around nice guy, I'd say. Um, but we're super excited to have him on the pod today. Roger, how you doing, man? Thanks, Tell us a little bit about yourself. Yeah, hey, Roger Stone, Jamaican, you know, discus thrower. Shop with as well for now. <laughs> uh, <laughs> fun, football fun, basketball, all sport. To be honest, you know I'm very, I don't know, nonchalant. I was here. Hey, no, uh, big, big, uh, big Jamaican thrower. I know uh, aspirations to go compete uh, soon in the Olympics and stuff. But I got a question for you, real quick. I wanted to start. You were talking about all these sports are fun. What's your favorite sports outside of uh, outside of track? What you do on the track? Favorite sport? That's a tough one because 
like I'm very interested in a number of sports, especially because it's it's fun and entertaining. Mm-hmm. So, so you know, knowing that it's um the playoffs, NFL playoffs, so I'll say football for now. Yes, sir. Right now. Who do you, who do you got in the Super Bowl, Roger? I don't got anybody, bro. I don't got none. <laughs> no no prediction at all? Uh, box. Oh, yes, sir. Box. Box. Yes, he wants another Brady Super Bowl. We'll take it. We'll um, take it. Yes, sir. Oh, That's boy. tough to hear. That's tough to hear. Roger, why'd you, uh, why'd you choose Clemson, man? Hey, Clemson is a good place. Uh, big university. You know, a very good power five. Uh, very good with people. Here, mm-hmm. being here is like family. Uh, people are awesome and great. You know, they treat you well. And compete, competing for a big institution like this, just a pleasure. No, man, that's awesome to hear. Yeah, we're glad to have people like you. Uh, if you, uh, you you hear a lot of athletes talk about about family and and how it feels like one here, and while it's big, it feels like a like a close knit family, uh, even when you leave. So I'm glad to hear that you think the same way. And, uh, I, th- I think that people don't really understand that aspect of it really until they get here or they tour here. A lot of people don't really know what Clemson is. I mean, obviously they do now with the football team and, and, and them going to many national championships and stuff. But I think, uh, a lot of people realize that when they get here, is that kind of how you were? Yeah. Yeah. It's, you, you know, you, you never can know what, what is going on at a place that you've never been. So it's easy to criticize and say what you want, but like, was it a know. was it a hard transition coming from Jamaica, coming oh, to a school hard. knowing not not knowing many people? Uh, it it was it was, especially in a different you know culture. It was a, like a culture culture shock. If you so know the, what I mean. Was it the first time you had been to the U.S. when you came to Clemson? No, I've been here for a couple of competitions. Oh, okay, good. Um, you know, we're in season right now, indoor season, just kind of picking up, getting ready to take off into full, full tilt. Um, obviously you're a big discus guy. So indoor is not really the, probably your main focus cause you're throwing shot, but looking forward, what do you, what do you, what are some goals and aspirations for this, this coming outdoor season? What are you looking forward to? Um, kind of something like that, stuff like that. Uh, for sure, uh, on the collegiate circuit, I'll, I'll be hoping to put a big mark in the discus and for this team, knowing that you know they want to cancel the team at the end of the season. Hopefully, that changes. Uh, for sure, make some put some records out there, put me you know leave leave some mark in the books. Then uh, after that, you know I'm going to take it to the, the national level, where I'll be competing in Jamaica at the Jamaica Nationals to you know qualify me for either Olympics or some other other um competitions that's going on internationally. No, uh, I mean yeah you mentioned the uh the aspiration to leave a mark before the uh the team gets shut down and obviously we want that to uh to change and 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 do you foresee um you know being able to compete in the ACC championships this year and the uh, NCAA championships just to hopefully make that last mark. Is that your goal um, before the, the end of this season? Yeah, definitely. Uh, knowing even this season, this is like probably the best uh, men's team there have been a country for a long while. So I'm looking forward to that, you know, being as in working as a team, 
towards that goal of you know the championships going forward to that. No, that's good to hear, Roger. We want um, obviously the best for you and, and the track team. It's good to hear that we got a good one lined up. That's what I've been hearing out of Colin. Um, obviously, living with him, he says the same thing. He brags on you a little bit. But what's uh, so far? What's your best accomplishment? Uh, even in the classroom, you can make uh, an accomplishment that you want to talk about. What What do you think is your best accomplishment so far at Clemson? What are you most proud about? Uh, I'll say, I mean, first of all, I'll start with academics because academics is very important. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, even making it through to the engineering uh, major that I'm, I'm in right now, the concentration. First, it was the, you know, the introduction part, and then you have to change over to what I want to be, which is an industrial engineer. I say that's a, a big uh, milestone for me when that I set it as a goal. Um, uh, I say athletic wise, last year at the under 23 NACAC International in Mexico, I uh, came first in that. And that, that's one of my first senior meets international competing for my country. So I say that's one of my biggest uh, accomplishments for that. So one one of the things with athletes, obviously, you're around your coach every single day. What what? How would you say your relationship with Coach Kobe is here at Clemson? Uh, I'd say it's unique. Uh, you know, I, we already we already know the people around here is you know, you know fantastic interacting. Uh, Coach Kobe has a, a great attitude towards the sport and towards the event, especially he's very invested with time and energy. So I respect that from him and he respects the work that I put in. So I say it's very good in the way we communicate. Now communication is always a big thing. What, uh, did you, when you grow uh, growing up, did you ever, you know, have like a idol in the, in the track scene um, or, or anybody you, you thought, I want to be like that guy or I want to follow in his footsteps, anybody like that? Yeah, definitely. Uh, the most obvious one would be Usain Bolt. Yeah, man. You know, growing up, <laughs> growing up as a child, in my time he was competing on the Olympics or even the World Championship, and you know running across that line, breaking world records and all that, winning gold medals. They say, oh, you want to be someone like that, you know, instead of like sitting on the coach and just watching them do it, you want to you want to be like, oh, I can do it as well. So I want to grow up to be like that. So I'll, you know join the track team and you know, put myself in positions to get certain opportunities. Yeah, I know Usain Bolt is, uh, I tell people he's probably the craziest athlete I've ever seen in my lifetime. I mean, he's so dominant at what he does. I mean, obviously you got other great athletes in their sport, but I think Usain Bolt's just, what he does is so impressive too. So, um, while, we're, while we're on that topic, um, you know, in America, track and field, other Olympic sports like that typically kind of take a back seat to football and baseball um, in the NBA. What is it like in Jamaica being the status that you are as this elite athlete uh, potential to go compete at the Olympics this summer, next Olympic cycle? Um, what What's that kind of like? Uh, I mean, the important thing is, all right, I won't, I won't put myself in the category as you saying what as yet, because I'm, <laughs> I haven't accomplished all that stuff. <laughs> but me being the athlete that, that I am accomplishing a lot of stuff that I've done. For kids that are in my position that I was in, 
are you know probably seeing me and say okay i can be like that you know try to train to be Roger or try to be like him you know what i'm saying it's it's it's, it's kind of like motivating if you know what i'm saying inspire inspiration yeah it's not more like a you know fame and all that it's more like an inspiration no that's good no i think i think one thing that that we look for and and athletes is we want to be like that guy but you you got to look in a way where you're like oh no i got to be myself even if, if i want to resemble something like that uh, like an athlete you got to be yourself and be the best version of yourself that you can be and you people like i mean you just said it the best way you can people like the uh, athletes who they grow up oh you're going to be the next messi you're going to be the next ronaldo look next lebron james no they just want to be the next them so i think you're completely right with that rose you right. got uh we got Colin was saying that we have a track meet coming up in Virginia Tech this this weekend. Is that right? Yep. Virginia Tech, you're traveling. You throwing a shot put there as well as the indoor. Yeah. Good, good. How many? You know how many people you're competing against? Uh, probably a couple, a few, maybe something like probably fifteen. So like 15. such a crazy season with just track. You this time of year, you usually expect to see like. 12 to 20 teams at any given meet and you know our first meet was two other teams this past meet was three other teams it's just kind of kind of crazy right now um with that with all that with COVID so, so and how, did, uh, how did the COVID season did that set you back in any way or did it did it motivate you to want to be better uh this coming or this this season that you're in right now how, how did that how did that make you feel last year when you uh, found out that information about sport, spring sports being canceled? Uh, hey, in any way, COVID could, could never be a, like a motivation. That would be more of a setback. <laughs> yeah, you uh, know. <laughs> uh, it really, you know, had a huge setback on most athletes, and even non-athletes. I mean, if you look at it just like that, uh, even the Olympics got pushed back to you know, 2021, and it's still called 2020 Olympics. Um, but yeah, it's been a while since I've competed outdoor. And for, for me, missing my sophomore year and in my junior year, competing for my second season, it's going to be, you know, hard to get, get back that rhythm. But I'm looking forward to it and working towards that. You know, we've talked a lot about more of the serious side of sports. What what are some of the things you like to do in your free time when you're not training uh, for track or doing schoolwork? Uh, I'd say, you know, skydiving, probably wrestling a beer. <laughs> <laughs> that's, a, that's a bold activity to come out with. Yeah, I'm just going to go skydive real quick. <laughs> no, just kidding. No. <laughs> You know, I play my, my game a lot. Uh, hang out with friends. Uh, obviously, it's going to be a virtual norm since you have to keep it safe, play it safe. You know, we're in season. Um, you know, a couple of fun stuff, you know, within our limits, you know. Would it uh, would it be safe to say that FIFA is your favorite favorite game to play? Yes. Definitely, 100%. <laughs> <laughs> I, think we need to have a, I think we need to have a game here pretty soon. All right. And, and we'll uh, we'll see we'll see who uh, we'll see who comes out on top. We may have to we have to put that that we may have to record the uh, audio from that game session and place it on one of the podcasts if it's if it's a good game there. Yeah, sounds like a good idea. 
Hey, I think I think uh, you'd probably beat me though pretty pretty easily. It sounds like you're kind of a world class FIBA player as well as a world class thrower there. If if Collins speaking as you are uh, a great FIFA player. Yeah, I'm gonna be more just you know over. Oh, don't act all humble now, Roger. Very <laughs> <laughs> humble, very humble. But it has to be a loser and it has to be a winner. So you know, see how that goes. <laughs> You know what he's saying, Colin? He's like, he Colin, he's like, I'm gonna beat this kid like twenty to one, and I'm just gonna like take it easy on him. And it's just not even gonna be any, even close. But he just wants to be humble. So I appreciate you know acting like I have a chance in this game. But you know we'll have to play sometimes, see what happens. <laughs> I have to get that set up. What team do you use? You you play ultimate team, or you use a just a, a regular team. Uh, mostly I play regular team. Uh, I started the whole the old FIFA ultimate team thing. Uh, I mean, I'm a, bit, I'm a good FIFA player. I'm just not, like, that invested into it. Well, right. I can, you know what I'm saying? I try right. to use PSG. Okay. Yeah. Mbappe and Neymar? Yeah. Yes, sir. Can't go wrong with those two. Nope. Roger, I got a question for you. Yeah. As Colin said, we, we're, off the, we're off the serious side of sports, uh, but – you think a hot dog is a sandwich? We had this debate last podcast. If you had to, if you had to name a hot dog as a sandwich or not, would you consider it? It's not. It's not a sandwich. I, not, I don't, thank you. you thank you. Much, so. All right, Rose. You put you're putting meat in between bread. It's a sandwich. No. No. I hope Zoom picks up. I have a question. I have a question. All right, go for it. <laughs> you're you're putting meat between two buns, right? Uh huh. It, it's not beef. Is it a burger or is it a chicken sandwich? Though? Oh dang, dang. <laughs> you know exactly. what? You might be right. <laughs> you might be right. I'm still sticking with it. A hot dog is a sandwich. I'm still sticking with it. But. I'll be the minority here and take the take the L if, if y'all both believe that it's it's a it's a not a sandwich. So look, like he said, there's a winners and there's the loser. There's got to be. <laughs> hey, Roger, what do you think of the uh, basketball team? How how they're doing? They took a tough loss last night to Virginia, but I think the Clemson basketball team is doing pretty well this year. Yeah, they're, they're running pretty good. I've seen like a couple of highlights. Well, I mean, not full games, but like highlights. Mm-hmm. Pretty good to be around 12 compared to last season. It's always a, a winner. Yeah. Last season, yeah. How was – uh? so you, you're a junior now and you were both juniors as well. How was uh winning the national championship in football your freshman year? Did you uh really understand how big that was or were you kind of getting still adjusted to everything and, and you were like, wow, these, these people in Clemson are crazy? No, I mean, I think I've been here long enough. I mean, that, that, that was like in, in like, starting our spring, right, S- semester? Yeah. The one. But I think it was very spectacular. Uh, a good first experience for my freshman year. Yeah, that's, you know a, that's a cool welcome present. That's a cool welcome present. Yeah. It's almost like it's because of me, you know? <laughs> I <can't remember. laughs> No, I think you might be right, though. I think you might be right. Because me and Colin can't say anything about that. We've been Clemson fans all our lives going to games, and then Roger shows up, and we're just national champions. Oh, uh, shit. Uh, don't don't leave so like that. <laughs> don't leave so like that. I'm not the, I'm not the reason. 
No, you're the reason. You're the reason. I'm, I'm sticking with that. I like that. I like that. Mm. Bears, they, they work for it. They work for it. Come, you got uh, anything else? No, I think that's that's pretty much it for for now. You know, we might we might try and get you back on closer when out, outdoor season gets underway. Um, but for today, that's all I've got. Yeah, Roger, we uh we appreciate you coming on, man. Being our our first guest. Um, listen back through this, we're probably gonna think, what what are we doing? Asking them these different things, but we appreciate you going through this process with us and uh helping us grow a little bit. We wish you the best of luck. We'll have to get that FIFA game in soon. Hopefully we can have you on later to the end of the season, closer to the Olympics and see how that's progressing and stuff. But we wish you the best of luck and thank you, man. Yeah, yeah no thank problem, you. No problem. You guys, it was a good thing that you you guys are doing this. You know, we appreciate us, it. You know, yeah. Well, thank you, my man. We, uh, we hope that the, the, the Clemson men's track and field team gets the recognition they deserve and, and they reverse that decision because y'all deserve it, man. Like you said, you got a good team and we uh, we look forward to watching y'all later this year. So good luck. Thank you. I would tell you good luck, but I'll see you at practice every day. So <laughs> <laughs> thanks, for, thanks for coming on, man. All right. So that was Roger, you know, great guy, great teammate. I'd like to mention right now, Clemson Track and Field on the road this weekend in Blacksburg, Virginia at Virginia Tech for a bigger meet of the season. You know, we're three meets or two meets in. This will be the third. Building up steam, getting getting some shots under the belt, really trying to take it away and get into the rhythm of track and field after realistically a whole year off because of COVID, you know. And I'm just so thankful for Roger. So glad he came on the pod. Great friend of mine. Couldn't be more blessed to have him as a friend. Super glad he was on the pod. No, I think he, I mean, he couldn't have been any better as a first guest, Colin. He was everything that we were hoping for. Um, he was so laid back about everything. He was willing to answer any questions that we threw at him. Um, you know, we obviously got into the meat and, and, and thick of stuff with why he came to Clemson, how, how, he, uh, how he's adapted to Clemson coming from Jamaica how he's enjoyed the track and field team so far, you know, how he's feeling about everything going forward. But, uh, you know, it's fun to talk to a guy too and see that they, you know, have a, have a personal life where they can enjoy, you know, other you, things. you do have to understand, especially at Clemson where it's all oh, football athletes, football athletes, basketball athletes, just athlete is an athlete. It is very important to understand that they're the same age as we are. You know, Roger's the Roger's the same age as we are. They're human beings too. They're they're not these superstars. I mean, they are superstars, but they're not these superstars that just cannot relate to you at all. You know, no, they, they're not getting posted on the same ESPN basis. every other day. And we asked him. We asked him about what what is it like being a world class athlete coming out of Jamaica, while while America is just kind of pushing track and field to the side. And it was really good to hear his answers to that. And and to me, as a Clemson track and field athlete who is currently fighting for our program to stay alive after this year, but also to be a Clemson student for uh, well in the Clemson family for five generations, he he didn't come out and just be like, "Oh, Clemson's horrible. It's a terrible place. They treated me like crap." 
he came out and said, you know, Clemson treated me well. I came here for elite competition. I came here for the family environment. And it's unfortunate that we're in the position that we are in as to where the, the head of the Clemson family thinks that, oh, well, we can just cut off three fingers and we'll still be able to drink a cup of water. It, it no. doesn't work like oh, that. You're, you're seeing the backlash, and and that's not for me to discuss. Well, it's for me to, to be proactive about, but what's going to happen is what's going to happen. You know, we're fighting on the day-to-day basis for ourselves. We're, we're, not just, we're not just at practice trying to better ourselves. The, the athletic department has really created this environment where we are at practice fighting for our lives. We're fighting for our dreams. I was a kid, junior walk-on, you know, as a freshman, I thought my dreams of being a Clemson athlete were done. Start as a sophomore, as an equipment manager for the track team, walk on as a junior. There's, there's, there's nothing there for me except for my dreams. And then to be told two months into it, you're cut. Sorry, after the season, you're done. <laughs> you're on something if you think I'm going away that easy. I'm fighting for my life. I'm fighting for my dream, something, something that I have believed in since I was knee-high to a grasshopper. Get, like, get out of my face with that nonsense. No, I can't, dude. That's so well said. I mean, and you know what, Roger? He's just a guy who gets it, man. He gets what's going on here. He understands what he – has been offered. And while the circumstances, as you point out, aren't what we wanted, he took a year off, got postponed to Olympics after being, you know, a really big hopeful for this past year. He gets it, man. He's so appreciative, so humble of everything that's been put in front of him. And he takes advantage of it too. He's not just like, oh, well, thank you for giving me this. And I'm just going to, you know, dilly dally and whatnot. No, he takes advantage of it. He makes himself better. He makes himself a better person, a better thrower. He wants to go out and win, and that's the kind of not just a, but not just a better person and a better thrower, but a better teammate at that. Too. Yeah, yeah, no, no, you're completely right, and you know that's that that was the interview with Roger. Again, we can't thank him enough. Hopefully, hopefully we can have him on later in the season, or maybe closer to the Olympics. Hopefully, we more. can get him on before outdoor season. Yeah, or yes. outdoor season. Some more information about the Olympics there. Maybe we can have him on again because he was great. We love Roger. Um, he's going to be our guy. Obviously, he was already our guy, but he's definitely um, a big, big guy on this podcast. For first, us right first, now. first interview definitely holds a special place in our hearts. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. But uh, Rose, as as you heard him say, his favorite American sport, um, well, not American, just favorite sport besides track was uh, football. Right now, he says he has at many favorite moment, sports. At yeah, moment. at the moment, that's respectable. You got the NFL playoffs coming or going on. You had the Cosball playoff just end. Um, and Clemson's obviously doing uh, did great this past year. Not the season we wanted to uh, finish that way, but you know, Rose was very right in his football thinking there. But you you are right there. And and while we're while you mentioned mentioned college football, I ha- I cannot I cannot avoid the fact that after this this period of are they going to declare or are they going to come back? Clemson's just returning all eleven starters. Some people like it. Some people hate it. Whether you all like it or not, all 11 are coming – 11 defensive starters. All 11 are coming back, you know? Like, yes, sir. Yeah. That's, it, it's good to see because we had a defense that, in my opinion, kind of let us down in the playoffs. And maybe they get better, maybe they don't. You know, that's up for debate. But I think in the long run, when, with a 
with a incoming new fresh quarterback, I think it can only help us. Yeah, I think that that last line that you said right there, Colin, is probably the best line you could have said. Because when you have DJ, um, obviously he's a renowned talent, and we saw what he can do on the football field. Um, but I think Brent benefits so much from bringing all 11 of his guys back. And, and when you can do that, an experience just plays such a big role, especially when you get in those tight games, those big games. Um, I think having all 11 of those guys back to, to breed the next generation um, is really going to be helpful. You know, there's obviously some people that we want wanted to move on and, and take their take their time away from Clemson and, and give it to the next generation. But I think, you know what, it might be a good blessing in disguise here to bring everybody back. But um, that's that's kind of the Clemson football news from the week. But let's move to uh, the Clemson basketball team. Colin, could it have gone any more wrong over these past couple of weeks? After, <laughs> I got after, one thing to say. We're back. <laughs> no, no, I'm not believing it yet. I'm not believing it yet. Co- COVID, to- COVID took us from being Duke status to being the same old Clemson team we've seen. The same yeah, old Clemson team we've seen. And trust me, if I'm like anybody, we can shake this. We can shake this rut. We just have oh, to yeah. get back in the rhythm of it. We just have to get back in the rhythm of it. Unfortunately, we're tasked with getting back in the rhythm of it in our hardest stretch of the ACC calendar we have this year. <laughs> but trust me, Clemson through and through, we got it. Amir Sims, he'll figure us out. He'll get everybody else straight. Clemson basketball is going to be on the rebound. You not know what? offensively. That COVID rate could not have come. Yeah, not offensively, strictly defensively. You, yeah, you're right. Uh, no, that COVID, uh, that COVID break really could not have come at a worse time. I mean, we were on fire going to UNC in Syracuse and, and then hopefully coming back to Virginia in a better game than what would have happened or a better game would have occurred. Well, and exactly. Uh, what I, happened this past week. I said yeah. it last week. I said it last week, and I probably jinxed us. I said, I hope this, I hope this COVID break doesn't doesn't slow our momentum. And no, of course, of course it did. Of course it did. That's how, that's how the season goes. But you know what? I have confidence in these guys. I know Amir Sim wants it. I know that many other guys on this team want it. And I'm I'm confident that you know we can rebound this ACC schedule um, after these two losses to Virginia and Georgia Tech. We can rebound. We'll find a way. We just got to get another win. You know, you can't it's been a long break. We haven't seen a win in the go in the column in a long time now, even after coming off those, those win streaks that we had early in the season. But I think that we can do it, Colin. I think. No, I agree fine. with you. And and the most important game for everybody, every sport, every season is the next game, the next meet, the next competition. Every single one is the next one. That's the most important. And you just win the next one and you're right back on track. And, you know, as for Clemson basketball, it's a big question mark right now. We've kind of seen a down slump. It seems like our our struggles with shooting have come back to bite us. But, you know, I have faith. I really do. And I, I really think that I really think that's all that needs to be said about Clemson basketball. The defense just hasn't We're been there. Come back. Uh, we really are. Yeah. The and, defense just hasn't and there's been nothing there to worry about. Back up that you know, poor shooting efforts that we've been putting up. We gave it 80 to a Virginia team that hardly ever scores. We gave up 80 in back-to-back weeks. Back-to-back yeah. weeks. Brad Brown, know who, Brad Brown know who prides himself on his defensive strategy and as a defensive coach, 80 points in two week or two games? Come on, man. What are you doing? Come on. No, 
I think, you know, we got to find that defensive stride again, play with that tenacity, and, and we got to find some – Brad, Brad just needs to get – Brad just needs to get back to the fundamentals that he loves in defensive basketball and figure it out. Let's hey, let's not forget. We so, we signed him to a big contract for a reason. Clemson signed him for a reason. So let's just get him back to his roots. Hey, right. you know, let let's not let's not be remiss here. I mean, Virginia and Georgia Tech were walking fireballs from three point range. I mean, Georgia Tech made both very good threes. teams. Both very good teams. I Georgia, mean, Georgia Tech, Tech made Georgia Tech being threes, man. Georgia Tech being the team that had the like biggest commotion coming into the season with as a basketball mm-hmm. team. I mean, they had they had the most noise coming into the season. So, you know, I thought they would be one of our bigger hurdles. Luckily, we get to play them twice. Hopefully, we can get them the second time. But, you know, we'll just see with this Clemson basketball team. Hopefully, they can get back on a roll. You know, you and me from our high school, we are used to used to having a team that will be really hot for a while and then go cold. <laughs> this, this is – this is nothing that we're not we're not used to. So, you know, Clemson fans out there, just weather the storm. It will pass. We will get hot again. And hopefully it comes sooner rather than later and we can keep it going all the way through March and into this tournament, you know? Uh, that'd be nice. That's, that's the hope. But one last little bit of Clemson news before we move on here. How about three Clemson soccer players, men's soccer players, getting taken in the first round of the MLS draft? Gotta love Clemson it. Soccer. Clemson soccer, man. You know, Stephen A. Stephen A. Smith says it about Aaron Rodgers. But those three Clemson soccer players, they are bad men. Let me man, just tell you. Man, Philip Mayaka, my favorite Clemson soccer player I've ever seen. It's going to be sad to see him go. It's going to be is. sad to see he's, him go. He's, he's a little short, man. He's not. I mean, he's not short, but he he's smaller than – he's shorter than everybody else on the field. And he, he just flies around with, with – Heart, you know, he, he plays the game hard. He, he let, let me just tell you, let me just tell you, as good as these guys are, I hate to see him go. We yeah. lose one yeah. of our strongest attacking assets in Kamarni Smith. We lose our best mil- midfielder in Philip Miyaka, and we lose our best defender in Justin Malu. This is horrible. <laughs> this is horrible news as a Clemson <laughs> soccer fan. Like it's great, good for them, but. We just lost our three best players I mean, that's the at their positions. That's the, Aside from the, o- the only thing that could make it worse is if Jordan Marks got drafted, bro. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, means- sad to see, but so excited for these guys. They yeah. des- they're all hard workers. They're all phenomenal soccer players. They deserve every single accolade they get, every bit of recognition they get. And, you know, as a, as a Clemson fan, it hurts to see them go, but we're praying for their success, you know? No, yeah, they did great. Uh, brought some great uh, programs to this university, and hopefully they breed some more talent to come through that that uh, that program. Colin? You know, you're, you're right there. And, and, you know, Clemson sports, we were kind of at a lull in the in the baseball hasn't started. Soccer, spring season soccer hasn't started. Golf and tennis, their spring seasons haven't started. We're kind of just at track right now. And obviously, you know how the athletic department feels about track, but we're going to move on from that. You know, I want to talk about some big headlines we have in sports. And the biggest headline I cannot love because I'm ba-da-da-da-da, I'm loving it. Tennessee. Football? What an idiot! 
you're just paying recruits in McDonald's bags. It's like the recruit walks up and he says, yeah, I'll take a McChicken, uh, a 10, a 10-piece 10 nuggets, and a McFlurry. And, and Pruitt's just like, here's two grand in a McDonald's bag. I hope that's what you ordered. What? What? You know what's funny? Come on, I think, man. I think the best part about all this is they still have lost uh, twice out of the past three years to Virginia uh, – not Virginia, Vanderbilt. The worst team in the SEC has beat them twice. They the paid recruits. Years. They Blue. paid recruits. And they still were only a three-win team. How bad you got to be, man. And let me just plug this in real quick. Clemson in football, they need to recruit that Tennessee middle linebacker. Oh, uh, how do you say his name? Toa Toa or something like that. I, I honestly have no I, clue. It's like two Oda. 100 141 tackles through 11 games. Unreal. No, gosh, you can't can argue him? those stats. Can we get him? him? Do whatever you need to get him here. Forget your seniors. He's got the numbers. Let's get him on the field. Pay him in McDonald's back. Pay him in McDonald's back. Get him on the field. Hey, it worked the first time. Pay him in a McDonald's back. We'll do it. We need to get their O line too. They might not have, they might not be the best they might not be the best right now but they're all athletes i can assure you that of course no they are all athletes but uh transition to that to the professional side of the side of the football world uh big daddy rivers nine children philip rivers great trash talker mediocre player never never won a super bowl uh he's retiring but good for him man good 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 for him you know, I hate I hate that he couldn't get the ring that he deserved. Yeah, because he was a phenomenal trash talker, and honestly, <laughs> he was a good quarterback. I mean, yeah, he he was he was a good enough quarterback to have as many Super Bowl rings as Aaron Rodgers does. I'd like I'd like to take back. He's a he's good not, enough quarterback to have as many rings as Aaron Rodgers does. You know how many rings Aaron Rodgers has? One. Yeah, well, one. Well, one. you know what? You know what? I want to take back my words that he's mediocre. He's not mediocre. He's a very good football mind, and he knows what he's doing. He's just – I don't know. He doesn't have that it factor. Um, I think he had a great he, career, he, He's and not – I, I'm going to catch a lot of flack for this, but he's not a Hall of Famer. I I disagree with that. I think he's a Hall of Famer. He's not. He's not. If, Look if, at that. If you, want, if you want the NFL Hall of Fame to come out and be like, hey, you play plus 10 years, you can be in the Hall of Fame. Hey, if you have pretty good stats, not great stats, and not a Super Bowl, you can be in the Hall of Fame. If you want to become a mediocre establishment, yeah, and and that's probably what it's going to become. So Philip Rivers deserves deserves to be in it before all the social media era guys do. But social media era guys, I mean, Juju Smith Schuster will probably be in the Hall of Fame just because of all of his not. Instagram likes. Just because of all of his Instagram likes. I mean, come on, man, those guys. Let me ask you a question, Let me ask you a question: Is Eli Manning a Hall of Famer? Yeah. Then Phillip Rivers is too. Phillip Rivers leads him Why? consistently in many categories. Take a look at the stats. How, many, right. how many Super Bowls does Phillip Rivers have? Is it, wait, wait. Do you award Super Bowls just to a quarterback or to a team, Colin? And that doesn't matter how many. I, I'm, I'm not. Oh, my gosh. No, 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 no. So, so I, I haven't explained myself fully, and you're, you're misunderstanding me because of my lack of explanation. Phillip Rivers, to me, he's one of those guys that when, when, my kids are my age will be one of those guys who gets inducted to the hall of fame when he's 50, when he's 50. Yeah. Induct him into the hall of fame. First, so second, third, fourth, fifth, round, first, second, third, fourth, fifth round hall of famer. No, no, nowhere close. 
I mean, he's not a first ballot, but he'll he'll make it to the Hall of Fame. He deserves to be in. He'll there. make it to the Hall of Fame eventually. But you got people from the '60s making it to the Hall of Fame nowadays. No, that's true. That's true. So he's he, to me, he's one of those guys. So like, in my opinion, that's not like truthfully a Hall of Famer. Hall of Famer is like instant impact. Like, heck yeah, sign him up. He's in the Hall of Fame. Well, but I mean, they all end up at, at the end at the end of the day, having a gold jacket is having a gold jacket. So yeah. He's a Hall of Famer, but no, he's not a he's not a he's not a top five or first five ballot Hall of Famer. In my well, opinion. on the other hand, Colin, you have um, a guaranteed first ballot Hall of Famer, Drew Brees. Um, rumors came potentially out potentially retiring, yeah. potentially retiring. Good moment between him and Brady and 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 Drew Brees' sons at the end of the game. You see Brady throwing passes there. Um, obviously, a lot of respect between those two quarterbacks. Um, great guys, and and we hope Drew. Um, you know, enjoys retirement. That's the path he chooses. We'll have to see what he chooses though before uh, the season starts next year. Look, let me tell you. I hope he does retire. I love him. I love him to death, and you can attest to this. I have drafted him in more fantasy football drafts <laughs> than I have not drafted him in. You know, I I, I genuinely hope that that he has a phenomenal retirement i think his time in the nf i think his time in the nfl has come to an end he's he's too old and frail not everybody can be tom brady and play till they're 50 you know and 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 i hope him the best in retirement but i think it's time he i think it's time he goes yeah that's not the reason i think he needs to retire i just think it's time you just know when it's time man i think he, he's his arm doesn't look as great. He looks deteriorated sometimes. I just think it's he's time. got th- he's got three boys. Let's just retire and get yourself in the in the Hall of Fame before they get into high school. Come on, man. There you go. That's what I'm saying. Now, Drew Brees, great career. Um, we'll see what the path he chooses is. But Colin, you got any more headlines you want to hit before we move into our you know great picks that we always give? You, you know, I th- I, th- I really think that's it. I think I think it's time we hit the picks. And let me get on to my phenomenal streak of undefeated wink wink picks. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. All right. Well, well, we have two. Look, let me tell you, I'm going undefeated this weekend. I promise. <laughs> You're gonna go two and oh. You're gonna knock go on wood, I'm going undefeated. Uh-huh. Well, we have two Sunday games this uh this week. The Bills and the Chiefs alongside the Bucks playing the Packers. Colin, let's just get the game. Let's, let's get, just get let's the just, game that you know I'm gonna take yeah, out of the way first. That's the first game of the day, anyway. So let's go with the Bucks Packers. Colin, who do you have? It's hard to beat the same team twice. We're going with the Green Bay Packers here. I gotta go with my team. I gotta ride them till they die. I cannot stop supporting them. Green Bay Packers are gonna win it in a close, hard fought game. Probably, probably game of the year contention. So, in this game, you have um, the best team in the NFC in the Tampa Bay Bucks, which is why I'm picking the Tampa Bay Bucks. Um, I want my futures bet to win in the Super Bowl. Um, you know, love Aaron Rodgers. I think the Packers have probably been the best overall team this year, but you know, I'm going with the Bucks because I want the Bucks to win, and I and I I think uh, I don't know. I just think Brady's going to find a way to do it. But let's let's have a little bit more fun here, Con. I think this is going to be a fantastic game as well um, I, I think we got blessed with two great games the Bills and the Chiefs Mahomes um, as you all saw suffered that concussion um, in the game against the Browns and they were able to pull it out Chad Henney anything is possible as, as Mahomes said 
thought that was pretty funny. Anything but, uh, is possible. You must be off the Hennessy, bro. <laughs> no, nah, but Henny was able to kill the game off enough to where uh, the Browns couldn't come back and, and, and Mahomes and the Chiefs move on. I want Mahomes to play in this game. It'll be the way that, that the game should be played, and uh, I think it'll be a good one. Colin, who do you think is going to win, though? Patrick Mahomes' brains are as good as scrambled eggs right now. I'm taking the Ooh. Buffalo Bills. I'm taking the Buffalo Bills over medium. Oh, baby. Oh. Buffalo Bills. I want to see that Green Bay Packers-Buffalo Bills matchup. That that would be, to me, the best Super Bowl, the best Super Bowl possible. The the best Super Bowl possible to me is the Chiefs Packers if Mahomes is fully healthy. But but I think I think that you are right in your assessment here that Patrick Mahomes has scrambled eggs right now for brains. I'm gonna go with Josh Allen and the Buffalo Bills just like you did. Um I think you know, I'm picking both both dogs, both road teams. Um both favored or excuse me both underdogs I think by three and a half points are sitting out right now I think that they both pull out the win and we see a uh, old-timer Brady versus a newcomer Josh Allen in the Super Bowl um, and, and we'll see what happens there but I think Josh Allen is going to be able to get the job done this week I don't think anybody really wants a piece of, of the Chiefs with a healthy, healthy Patrick Mahomes but when when you have somebody like Josh Allen um, and he he can take advantage of of any kind of mistakes that the Chiefs make, um, even if Mahomes is playing, I think that I think that the Bills can get the job done. And, and if they can keep that run game going that they kind of established last week, where where they really hadn't had one all year, and they can keep some pressure off Josh Allen, then I think it, I think the Bills could win it pretty handily. But it all depends on what Patrick Mahomes does um, going up in the lead up to this game. But I'm going to go with the Chiefs too, and uh, we'll see what happens from there. Let me let me tell you one thing I know for sure. It is hard to win the Super Bowl two years in a row. That is very true. It is extremely hard. First of all, it's hard to beat the same team twice, which is why, which is one of the reasons I picked the Packers, aside from them being my team. Mm-hmm. But not only do you have the hard to beat the same team twice, you've got it is incredibly difficult to beat, or not to beat, but to win the Super Bowl two years in a row. Let alone get there. I mean, we're just there's only what there two, right three teams, two, three teams that have won the Super Bowl back to back. Yeah, I mean, somewhere around there, but I mean, it's just the, the Packers did the Packers did it one, two. Yeah. And then, yeah. but I, it's, I, it is incredibly difficult to win the Super Bowl two years in a row. Another so, reason I'm rooting so, so, root for the Bucks is because I want to see somebody play the Super Bowl in their home stadium. I think that'd be really cool. I mean, of course, it would happen during the COVID season where nobody can really go in, but. Florida, they have, they've had some people there, so I'm sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just, just throw out throw out all these reasons you're rooting for the Bucks, other than the fact that your degenerate self bet on the Bucks to win the Super Bowl this year. Get out of here. Hey, man. <laughs> you're not fooling. You're not fooling anybody. No, I'm just saying. I think it'd be cool to see somebody playing their home stadium in the Super Bowl. You can't. I think that I think that would be cool. It, it'd kind of be an LSU LSU Super Bowl rather than like LSU National Championship. Yeah, exactly. That's what I'm saying. I mean, it'd kind of be the same cause. It's it's. It's stacked in the favor. However, if Tampa Bay wins and they win the Super Bowl in their home stadium, I'm just stacking up a case for why the NFL is rigged and why it's why it's all scripted out. I'm just uh, that's just me. <laughs> the the most scripted league. I mean, I'd rather watch it than the NBA, but it's a very scripted league. In my opinion. 
Oh, Colin, you know what? Before we wrap up here, you know I forgot to uh, uh, recap about the, the Roger interview there. Man says a hot dog's a sandwich. I, or, uh, not a sandwich, bro. Look, look, look. No, 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 no. You, you shut your mouth. You had the last laugh last episode because I got disconnected because of some garbage Wi-Fi. You and you, and you think, oh, I'm 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 tough shit. I, I got the last laugh. I'm the big dog because because Colin's Wi-Fi is gone. You know what? I'm here to set the record straight. You come at me like that. I'm not gonna let it slide. I'm not gonna let it slide. You think, oh, oh, I must be right because Colin got disconnected by the Wi-Fi. The my the Wi-Fi, the mighty Wi-Fi must be telling us something. Get out of here with that nonsense. World class thrower, Roger Stoner, Jamaican beast, six seven five percent body fat. That's the truth. A hot dog ain't a sandwich. A hot dog's a hot dog. So you get out of here. You you stay in your your Arkansas little bubble. And think that, that think that a hot dog is a sandwich. You get out of here with that false accusations. Oh, I am the greatest. I am the greatest. You mean Wi-Fi is the greatest for cutting me off so I couldn't defend myself. Get out of here with that. I never said anything of the sort. I just said that, that you lagging oh, out. Oh, don't pretend. Don't pretend. I listened to the episode. I listened to what you heard when I got uh, cut off. I'm just, I'm just saying, man. I, I'm, I'm not trying to insinuate anything. I'm just saying what I heard happen. Um, hey, hey, what hey. I thought. You, Hey, you're just about as slick as a sheet of sandpaper. Get uh-huh. out of here with that nonsense. And with that, I think that's enough of you. Um, let's uh, wrap this up. Colin, oh, wait, speaking of Arkansas, by the way, um, being here for, you know, what is it, about a week now? Yeah, I guess it's a week on the day. Um, dude, there are so many pigs. Like, not like actual live pigs, but, dude, there are Suey, so baby. many. Pig suey is, is, I mean, so rampant here. You'll walk in a store and they'll just have like a 30-foot pig mural or like a 30-foot pig statue or whatnot. And you're just like, what is, what is going on here? Sounds like so, I need to visit soon. Oh, gosh. Give, yeah. Well, and uh, it's, it's going, going good. Got the two TV set up, you know, having, having a good yeah, time. Yeah, you're a little degenerate man cave. You know, oh, let's, just wrap, let's just wrap it off. <laughs> wrap, wrap it up on that. You know, super glad that, that we had our first interview on this episode of the pod. We thank you guys for listening. We we hope that we can keep providing some some good entertainment for you all. Um, you know, thank you guys once again. I cannot say thank you enough. Tune in next week. Tune in for the future. We've got a couple more interviews lined up. Hopefully, we can set a couple more up and just really get this thing going. And and every few weeks, provide you another another Clemson athlete that's being interviewed. Yeah, man. No, as Colin said, we, we can't thank Roger enough one more time. I know we've thanked him many times, but he deserves it. Um, we are we're having a good time doing this, so we hope you're having a good time listening. And if you haven't um, already followed the, the Jamaican Beast, go give him a follow on Instagram. Uh, he deserves it. Track him. At Tallardandum. At Tallardandum. Yeah, have, have fun looking that one up. Or you can just look up his name, Roger. You can also have fun spelling that one. Um, but no, we'll... Uh, We'll tag him in the episode description. You know, go drop him a follow. He's a great guy, and uh, we, we can't say thank you enough. And, and we hope you all enjoyed this episode. And with that, Colin, anything else? Nope, just thank you, and I love you guys. All right, have a good one, boys. And gals.